0: What's good, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the South Boys Podcast. It's your boys, this is Angelo, and we got
1: Tristan. Hey, what's good, everybody?
0: And you know the drill like us on Facebook, the South Boys Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at South boys Pod, and on Instagram, South Boys Podcast. Or if you're old school, you can also email us your inquiries, questions, shout outs to our email address, southboys.podcast at gmail.com. We're recording this Tuesday night, June 22, and there were no games today, sadly. But yesterday was game one of the Western Conference Finals between the Clippers and the Suns. So the Phoenix Suns took game one, and I was shocked that that game happened yesterday, like um, within 48 hours of the Clippers winning the greatest win in their franchise history. (laughs) They're in game one of the Western Conference Finals all of a sudden. So Tan, did you um did you expect that game one was gonna be played yesterday?
1: Um I knew that the Phoenix Suns would have a significant advantage uh rest wise, but I didn't think it would come the Sunday right after. Uh I didn't I didn't know whether it was going to be at least three days off for the Clippers or Just four, maybe. And then, boom. Next thing you know, it's on the schedule at 2.30 a.m., I think, in the Philippine time. And Uh honestly, I wasn't able to watch. I just woke up. (laughs) So, (laughs) woke up to a Devin Booker triple-double. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't, know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought that up
0: because it's too late to do a preview for that series now. So sorry, guys. Uh, we don't do this full time, but <laughs> rest assured, we're gonna be covering both conference finals in a future episode. But or so for this episode, let's talk Bucks Hawks. Let's start with how they got here, Tan. So first for the Bucks. Um, the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round, in spite of the injuries to Kyrie and Harden, it was an exciting series, Um, mm-hmm. which which for me shouldn't have happened because when Kyrie was healthy, the Nets were on their way to win the series. And then Kyrie went down. Then I think everybody expected that the Bucks are going to run away with the series. But they didn't. Um, Kevin Durant had the sliders. Up to 100 with rookie difficulty, rest of the way. So, what looked like a sure win for Milwaukee turned into seven games. And then in game seven, that classic game seven, tan, if KD's feet was one size smaller, siguro mga size 17, uh, we wouldn't be even talking about the Bucs in this episode. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, tan, um, I feel like the Bucks shouldn't have won that series. Uh they got lucky. I'm not convinced that they're the better team in this conference finals. Even if they are I feel like the favorites, I feel that Milwaukee's win um against the Nets are kind of fluky. And uh I came off from that series against the Nets. Like I don't 100% believe in this Milwaukee team. So, I guess, do you feel the same way about the Bucks,
1: Stan? Honestly, first off, credit to the Bucks for actually making it to the conference finals. Um, to a lot of people, it may seem fluky, as you said. But at the end of the day, they won't. Um, it's not easy to go to the conference finals, that's for sure can attribute that to luck. But at the end of the day, the Bucs did what they had to do. They won against arguably the best scorer in our game today. Where he scored, I think, 49 in Game 5. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much he scored this game.
0: I, I think I think it's not an argument anymore then. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. But you know, it's just they did it it may seem fluky just like what people were saying about um, the Miami Heat last year when they reached the conference finals. But, at the end of the day, they still did it. I mean, I don't believe in this Milwaukee team around the first round, I guess. I didn't, of course, Calabaral Heat, but I didn't believe they would be able to beat the Brooklyn Nets in a seven-game series. That's, for sure. At the end of the day, that's life. Hindi nila nakuwa yung breaks for Brooklyn. They had injuries. That's basketball for you. Heartbreak and. I don't know. 808s and heartbreaks. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but shit, you know. You uh, We can all just live with people saying, oh, Kyrie. If Kyrie wasn't injured, they probably would have made it. Yes. But that's living if. But he did, you know? If James Harden didn't get injured 45 seconds into game one, it would have been, what, game five for them? But he did. Statistically speaking, it's just sad. Because, you know, Joe Harris, I was going to touch on Joe Harris on this because, bro, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to explain. As in, Joe Harris, oh my God, bro. You had all the fucking time in the world just to make shots. You had everybody covering KD, people covering a one-legged James Harden. Wow. It's just mind-boggling to me. I guess it's better to be timely than hot. Just like, what happened against the Hawks and the Sixers, but I'll touch on to that later. But yeah, at the end of the day, the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Nets. That's the bottom line, guys. So we got to live with it. (laughs) You, Angelo. What's what's the next series? Yeah. Philly, Atlanta. Oh my God. Can I start with this, Angelo, please?
0: Yeah, so for Philly and Atlanta, Tan, do you believe in the Hawks?
1: Fuck no, dog. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Ben Simmons probably helped Trey Young. I don't know if Trey Young ng 50 million si Ben Simmons para ipasa yung dunk niya at the end of the fourth. But come on, let's be real. Sorry, Hawk fans. I don't know if you exist in the Philippines. It was really hard to find one. But. This was a hundred percent fluke. Um Oof. hot take, coming. I guess. <laughs> but
0: coming off the top rope.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, um this is funny actually, cause our prediction was Philly going in four or going in five. Your and
0: prediction. My prediction was Philly winning six? in six.
1: Mm. Oh yeah. Good thing, dude, because you're correct, Dinaman, no? <laughs> so none of us pick the Hawks for sure a fluke team in the Hawks next year I don't know what's gonna happen to them is Trey Young really going to lead your team to a championship next year again because let's face it they're facing against they're going up against the Milwaukee Bucks a much better offensive team at this point I don't know man but Ben Simmons just not shooting any fucking baskets in the fourth quarter for the whole series. That's crazy. So, 100% fluke. You, Angelo, what do you think? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so that, um, for you, it's more of the Sixers um, beating them, themselves up than the Hawks uh, mm-hmm. winning. So, that's your your take. But for me, the Hawks... It's the complete inverse of the box because nobody believed that they are a true playoff team. And until now, Tan, ikaw, a non-believer. Still a non-believer of the Hawks. So, people thought that the Knicks were going to beat them. Nope. They took care of them in five games against the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Again, nobody thought that they would win that series. Like, um, who's going to stop Embiid? Uh, the Sixers has... Guys who can defend Trey Young and Thiebel and Simmons. But that didn't matter also. And then they were down 18 and 26 in two games in that series. But they fought back and won both of those games. And then they won game seven in Philly. So everybody's talking about the choke job that is the Sixers. And that's your point also, Tan. Um, Doc Rivers losing all these leads. Um, ben Simmons, straight up embarrassing performance. Um, I love it when we play like an NBA player, Tan, because we attempted the same <laughs> field goals as Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter from games four to seven, which is zero. So, anyway, that's a whole another whole another episode uh, Those of um, our Philly takes. But my point is, I'm on the Hawks hive. Um, give Atlanta their credit, I believe. Get out.
1: Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get out Um, while you still can.
0: (laughs) you better watch your words. Uh, You never know um, that maybe Trey Young's dad will hear you and tweet you out. (laughs) Thank God. Um, Please
1: do. We need the fucking social media. (laughs) Please tweet at us, bro. I beg you.
0: Uh, Anyway, going back to my point, give Atlanta their credit. I mean, I believe in this team. As crazy as it sounds, for me, they have a legitimate chance to not go only go to the finals, but also win the title. So yeah, it's crazy to hear. It's crazy to say, but I'm not discrediting the Hawks stand. So that's just my take on the Hawks. Okay, so, okay, you're...
1: okay. Um, give me a percentage of how much do you think? Yung percentage na papasok Manana lo okay. yung hawks the finals.
0: Um, I'd say if they beat the box. No, no, no. I'd Just say...
1: in general, in general, in general.
0: Yeah, because twenty-five you know,
1: percent lahat to the di divide by four. Yeah. So, do you think they have a higher chance because they're going in this series very hot? And mm-hmm. sabi mo, you're on the hive, so. <laughs>
0: So, if they went to the finals, um, regardless whether it's the Suns or the Clippers, I, um, I'm giving them a 50 50 chance to win it, to win it all. If, if they beat the Bucs, especially Tan, imagine if they beat the Bucs. Like, wouldn't your mind change if they end up winning the series? It or, depends. Would you, it depends. or would I you mean... still be a non believer,
1: right? Okay, okay. Think about it this way, okay? Going back to the Miami Heat analysis, we went to the finals last year. We beat Boston Celtics. We beat uh, Milwaukee Bucks, but no one was still believing in us. I think it goes the same for the Hawks in this series. Nobody believes in them, but if they do make Mm -hmm. it, they'll be like, okay, cool. Fluke. (laughs) (laughs) even if they make the finals everybody's still not going to believe it they're always going to find somewhere oh it's because Giannis is not shooting well or Chris Middleton returned to being just an all-star Drew Drew, (laughs) uh, Bledsoe 2.0 it's always going to be like that it's never uh, Trey Young was unstoppable or Clint Capella was just unguardable you know it's never just going to be just because of them. It's always going to be because of what didn't happen for the other team. That's what I'm
0: yeah, and it's good that you brought that up, and I think further down our episode, we're gonna talk about the situations where what if the Bucks lose this series? What if Atlanta wins the series? So we'll touch on that more later on but good that you brought that up tan mm-hmm. let's dive in the series itself first let's start things off with each team's biggest strength in the matchup first for the Milwaukee Bucks so Tan do you want to take this first or
1: um you know I did the last one first you go ahead man all
0: right so the biggest trend for me uh for the Bucks it's it's their defense um, they have the number one defensive rating in the playoffs. They're the best defensive rebounding rebounding team. So, uh, they close possessions out and they're also number one in opponent points in the paint, which will be crucial since Trey loves to operate in the paint. He can either burn you with those floaters or, or throw a lob to Capella or Collins. So, he destroyed Philly with that bread and bread and butter play. So, It'll be interesting how the Bucs would stop that given that they're the best in terms of defending um, the paint. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's also their defense for me in my eyes who saved their asses against the Nets. So granted, no Kyrie Harden playing on one leg and it was all Kevin Durant, but they were doing their job defensively. So even if their offense puttered a a little bit during that series... Um they were consistent defensively. So for me going into the series, the Milwaukee's biggest strength is their defense. Uh, what about you, Tan?
1: Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I think the defense is gonna um power through because I just wanna see someone who's a legit defender, guard Trey Young. Um, I know Ben Simmons is quote unquote a great defender. Uh, nakita ba ni Danny Green? No, I don't think so, no. Or game, game one? one? Game one, game one. Okay. And then I just want to see Zhru really play Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young can split double teams very well. Um, he can shoot a uh, long range three, but it's not the same when you have Zhru Holiday in front of you, I think. He's one of the best defensive guards in the league. And yeah, I just don't think the Hawks have enough firepower to go up against the juggernaut defense of Milwaukee Bucks. That's for sure.
0: Mm, So you mentioned the firepower for the Hawks, which is a good transition for their biggest strength for me, Tan. I'm going to start this off. For the Hawks, I think their biggest strength they have more offensive weapons than Milwaukee. Um, Their Mm -hmm. biggest threat is their potential as a team to get hot. I mean, anyone in that team in any given game can get hot and give them like 20 plus points and four threes. Uh, I think they're unstoppable when three or more players get hot for them. Um, That's what impressed me about the Hawks against the Sixers because in Game 7, even if Trey Young didn't shoot that well, that efficiently. Kevin Herder picked up the slack and scored 27. Then Bogdanovich, uh, even though he's like nursing an injury, I think it's unclear. Uh, certainly, he can get hot also. In Game 2, time, Danilo Gallinari scored 20 points uh, against the Sixers. Lou Williams was a spark off the bench in that 26-point comeback. The Hawks uh, I'm going to throw out a stat for you, Tan. The Hawks had six players averaging in double figures in their series against the Sixers. So it's Trey Young, John Collins, Danilo Gallinari, Clint Capella, Kevin Herter, and Bogdan. is si Bogdan to <laughs> Sa Hawks. Bogdan. Oh,
1: Bogdan. Um, uh, okay. The other one is Bogdan
0: for Utah. Uh, for, in Utah, right? right? I, I always mix those two up. Anyway... Yeah, we all know how spectacular Trey Young is, but it's really a team effort offensively for the Hawks. So, that for me is their biggest strength. They're, I think they have more offensive weapons than Milwaukee. So, what about. What do you think, Tan?
1: I see. I agree with you that they have a lot more options. I don't think they have better scorers or. Better options. So mas marami lang silang option for me. You can kick it out to uh, Danilo Galinari, as you said. You can kick it out to a Kevin Herter or a Bo- Bogdan. Yeah, Bogdan. Bogdan. If he's still um, nursing that injury, I would think that John Collins would be the better fit for that team. Also, the matchup between Brooke Lopez and Clint Capella is something to watch because they both suck, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, whoever um, plays better, I guess, wins it for them. Uh, as you said that, uh, the Hawks can get hot. But any team mm-hmm. can get hot, though. Any team that's hot is hard to beat. So, for me, yun yung biggest threat for the Bucks. If pa to in their series, it's going to be hard to, for them to go out and close out on threes. Um, it's going to be harder time for Drew Holiday or, and the Rollman man to pick up those Trey Young and Clint Capella pick and rolls. It's crazy. Um, but to think of it, it's not too big for Bayley. And they had mm-hmm. Embiid. They had Ben Simmons. So, you know, let's see.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a war of attrition for sure. Uh, the, As you said, the Hawks are coming in hot. Then Milwaukee has been consistent all season and all playoffs long with their defense. So something's got to give here in this series. And we'll see. Maybe the Hawks, you know, um, can get hot for the whole series. Or maybe they'll be inconsistent. And, you know, the Bucks can wear them down. So I I think that kind of happened also with the Nets the box really just the box and PJ Tucker really just ran Kevin Durant uh you know off <laughs> right I think Kevin Durant in that game seven he was yeah he was ready to turn to dust after that overtime period anyway counter our arguments time um so we talked about their biggest strengths biggest threats. Now we're going to be talking about the biggest weakness for both teams, Stan. So what do you think is the biggest weakness for the Bucks?
1: Um, As you said, they're, they can get really one-dimensional quick. Um, we saw a lot of ISO for Giannis, A lot of ISO um, that resulted in him getting roasted on social media. Um, it's just it's just so happened that Chris Middleton just bailed him out almost every time. And Drew Holiday you know game winning layup against the Nets. Uh, it was, you know, lucky, I guess. Parang panado d'un gila sa South Korea, but we'll get into that later. Um Yeah, I think the biggest weakness for the Bucs is can they actually sustain that kind of play? Kung kaya ba nilang bigay nilang kay Yanis and everybody get out and or bigay nila Chris Middleton and just pray and hope for the best. So I think that's the biggest, oh, biggest biggest weakness for <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks. You, Angelo, what do you think?
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. And just to elaborate on that point, then uh, I agree that the biggest weakness for the Bucks is offensive stagnancy. Uh, we talked about this in our last episode, like what was the difference between the heat series and the net series for Milwaukee. And it was their offense. There was zero flow in their offense during that net series. Like 90% of their possessions came down to a holiday or Middleton or Giannis ISO. And even in game seven, that's what we saw, right? It just so happened that those three guys hit huge shots down the stretch Mm -hmm. and, Uh, That's why they won, but that's not sustainable for me, especially with the high-powered Hawks offense where they score as a team and it's not just Kevin Durant you have to worry about. So I don't know if that's just because of how good the Nets are defensively, but you can bet your ass that Nate McMillan was taking notes watching that series and maybe employ the same switching scheme. So yeah, just to add more stats that... Um, to our Tan, out of the final four teams, uh, they have the worst <laughs> offensive rating. They're twelfth in the playoffs overall. Plus, I think people don't talk about this enough. They have no bench. Then I mean, no, nobody <laughs> Forbes, can. <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nobody can give consistent production from the box bench. As you said, Bryn Forbes, Pat Connaughton, man, good luck. <laughs> um yeah this is an area of concern for Milwaukee if their defense don't show up if they get you know sliced up by Trey Young like can they keep up with the Hawks with this offense so yeah that's an area of concern for me uh what about the Hawks then uh what is their kryptonite
1: Okay fine I'll be honest guys I haven't watched a lot of Hawk games at all. Regular season, not much. Playoffs, not even three. I guess not even four. I did not finish the entire Philly series, that's yeah, for sure. And and over. again
0: tan. And again, tan. Uh, we don't do this full time. We do this for fun. <laughs> that's why, you know, sometimes we don't get to watch all games, guys.
1: But bro, um just off the top of my head, I think it's gonna be their defense. Uh, I don't think they have enough personnel to stop Giannis or anybody else from scoring against them. Yeah, I think that's the bottom line for me. I really don't know how they're going to stop anybody with Adalino Gallinari on their side or even uh, uh, Kevin Herter. I don't know how he defends. Is he a good defender? I do not know. I just look at it from... A fan's point of view, I guess. I, I mean, that's all I can do. But I really don't know, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say defense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then uh, um, I'm impressed because sometimes great minds really think alike. Because my God, uh, the biggest weakness for the Hawks, I literally wrote this down, is the lack of one-on-one defenders. So I said that. Milwaukee resort to ISO Ball, um, which is their weakness. Um, it makes their offense into a standstill. But against these Hawks, I think they can welcome that and take advantage of that because Atlanta has no elite one on one defenders. Like if you think about it, out of the final four teams, so you got the Clippers, uh, they have Patrick Beverly, they have Kawhi, they have Paul George, obviously. For the Suns, they have Bridges, Crowder. Craig, Tory Craig, right? For the Bucs, they have P.J. Tucker, Drew Holiday, a great perimeter defender. Giannis, also former Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, what about the Hawks? Um, who's going to stop Giannis? Um, Solomon Hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I-, I know Collins is a versatile forward who can keep in step theoretically with Giannis. But he's not known for his defense. I know they have Capella, who is a terrific rim protector. So maybe that cancels it out. But in their backcourt, um, against Middleton and Holiday, who'll stop those two? Um, I feel like Atlanta, you know, in their road to the Eastern Conference Finals, they got lucky with facing the Knicks because they have nobody to attract, Tra- attack Trey Young. Then in the Sixers series. He thought that Ben Simmons can hunt Trey in the post, but that also didn't happen. Now I think Milwaukee will make it to a point to attack Atlanta's um, one-on-one defense, especially Trey Young. So I think Atlanta has gotten lucky that they didn't they didn't face any elite scoring wings so far in the playoffs. I mean, uh, Tobias Harris, are you are you counting that guy? Uh, no, I, I won't. But I I think they don't have a defensive stopper, and this is where I think they miss guys. Like it's not you know it's not being talked about again enough. Like they they lost on DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, so I think those two can help. And the you know
1: what bro I'll stop you right there. Yeah okay. Nothing's gonna happen if he if he plays or he doesn't play the same. Please, there's, the <laughs> there's an I'm option. I think there's an option. I'm just saying, man, I watched enough Hawk games and I didn't watch a lot to say Cam Reddish does not really affect
0: their game that much. Okay, fine. I'm just saying that, you know, he's an option. All right, so that is where I think the Bucks can take advantage, and that's the Achilles heel heel for Atlanta. Uh, I'm interested to see if Lou Williams and Gallinari will get the same minutes that they have against the Sixers, because we all know their defensive liabilities. So, but you know, knowing Milwaukee, knowing uh, Mike Budenholzer. I don't know if they have the right strategy in this series or maybe they'll wing it. Uh, I don't, I don't know if they can take advantage also of that. All right, so we talked about their biggest strength, biggest weakness for both both teams. Now, the big picture stuff. Then first um, let's say the Milwaukee Bucks lose the series. Is it time to blow it up? Because just a history lesson for you, Tan. The Milwaukee Bucks in the Giannis era, 2017, first round exit. 2018, first round exit. 2019, lost to the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, They were up 2-0 in that series. And then last year in the bubble, lost in the second round against the Heat, 4-1. So um, it's been four years with no title. No finals appearance. This year they're favored against Atlanta, but if they somehow lose in the series, that's um five straight years of not coming out of the East. So again, is it time to blow it up for the Bucks if no. they lose the series?
1: No. How will they? They just gave Giannis a max contract. If Giannis wants out, then you blow it up. Pero as much as possible you just change pieces. Trade Chris Middleton if you want. Trade Brooke Lopez or whatever. Just don't blow it up because you have a great building block in Yanis. That's for sure. But I do believe that Drew Holiday is a really, really good addition for them. And if they do want to blow it up, they better find a better player than Chris Middleton or a better player than Brooke Lopez in my opinion. And by the way, I'm I'm surprised that we've been talking about this series for over 30 minutes now. I did not think we would be able to go 30 minutes talking about the Hawks and Milwaukee Bucks, I'll be honest. Go ahead, Angelo. What do you think?
0: Yeah, we are we're in the deep end now, Tan. Uh don't worry. Uh <laughs> yeah, for me, first first things first. If they lose, they have to fire Mike Budenholzer right on the spot. Like <laughs> um in the game where the buzzer sound when the buzzer sounds right there and then just ship his ass out of Milwaukee <laughs> just fire that guy that's first things first for Milwaukee if they lose then yeah i agree Tan, that they're not necessarily blow it up blow it up for me just um keep their core of Giannis Middleton and Drew Holiday Unless, mm-hmm. you know, they have the chance to get a better player than Chris Middleton. Like um maybe Bradley Beal, you know, who knows? Who knows if they can get a better player than Chris Middleton? But for me, yeah, two things. Fire Mike Bodenholzer right on the spot. Um second, keep their core, just adjust um those complementary pieces like I think they need to evaluate Brooke Lopez's value in for their team really. And also I I, I just thought of this like maybe minutes ago, Tan. Um, why haven't they like um like tried to be a small ball team with Giannis in the five? Like imagine yeah. Yeah, imagine like the Warriors. You know, um, they went with KD at the five, so they won a championship. I,
1: Angela, I don't. I I know why. I know why. Who's gonna be the why? guy? Is it gonna be Bryn Forbes? Fuck no, dog. <laughs> Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, idea. Ideally, like, um yeah, you, you saw the Lakers last year. Uh, they're. They went small with A D at the five and they won a championship. So I, I'm guessing like they they have well maybe they have the tools to have like that death lineup, that small ball death lineup with Giannis at the five. Or maybe Drew Holiday, Middleton, Tucker, Giannis. And you're right, you know <laughs> that odd one out. Uh, I I don't believe in Connaughton or Bryn Forbes. So yeah, I think they can look at that next next offseason if they end up losing or blowing it up, then I think they mm-hmm. they can get someone like a uh, a wing, a forward, a better wing a better defensive forward who can like maybe the Swiss Army, who can be like the Swiss Army knife of the team like the Egodala of the world, right? So For the Bucks, just fire Mike Woodenholzer, keep their core, and maybe look into a small ball death lineup with Giannis at the five. So, next, for the Hawks. So, everybody's been talking about that this is the season of asterisks because of all the injuries to superstars.
1: It's not going to be an asterisk. Okay. Fuck. (laughs) Can you just let it go? Fuck. Just stop with the asterisk, bruh. No, it's not gonna be an asterisk. Yeah, so no, I'll just stop you right there, man. I'm not even gonna let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but I think Beyonce has the best <laughs> video. There's not gonna be an yeah, asterisk. Yeah, let's, say, let's say the
0: Hawks win the series. So, my asterisk button. tan.
1: No. No. They proved us wrong and they won it. Ano ngayon? It's the same thing. They played the same game. Just with less fans? The fuck? Anong line of thinking yun or swerte lang sila? E, ganun eh, ganun talaga eh. talaga eh. So, <laughs> ano? Lahat na lang. Ay, For example, itong Milwaukee, dapat may asterisk din kasi puro injured yung kalaban nila. Paano pa yung Phoenix? Na lahat ng nakalaban nila, halos 50% power lang. <laughs> so it's just not gonna be an asterisk anywhere. It's never gonna be an asterisk anywhere. This is sports. they play the same game still you win or you lose. that's it. Mm. song <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, so
0: th- uh, that was a very emphatic no for you tan uh for me, uh don't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a tiny tiny asterisk. Sigurama font size eight lang. Um if ever the Hawks um goes to the NBA finals. Uh just because for me they didn't get to face the best team. The real best team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, it's clear to everyone if Harden and Kyrie were healthy. They were beating the Bucs and they were on their way to uh, come out of the East and be in the NBA Finals. At, at that point, then, do you agree that the Brooklyn Nets are the best team in the East? Para lang mavalidate tong tiny tiny asterisko.
1: Fine, magagri ako para lang mavalidate yung asterisk. Para lang merong ang masabeh. Fine, yes, I agree, Angelo.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. But anyway, um yeah, I believe the Brooklyn Nets really are the best team in the East. But it's just a tiny tiny asterisk tan. Siguro hindi mo sinto. kasi an sobrang liit lang naman nito. But um if you if you evaluate the Hawks' road to the finals, uh, they face the Knicks uh so walanamang injuries done wala na- we agree either yeah. like uh sino ba yung injuries Ro- Mitchell Robinson I think he wouldn't he wouldn't be a turning point for that series, right? So walang asterisk done next yeah. against the Sixers. Um it's not their fault that the Sixers were a broken team, that Ben Simmons um forgot how to be a basketball player, that Doc Rivers is the greatest stroke job artists in the coaching, in the history of coaching, they didn't have a And they played, mm. they played great. And, they did. Uh, sabihin, you know Danny Green got injured, but indeed it, he's not exactly um, your Kyrie Irving of the world, right? So, just a minor setback for the, the Sixers. And plus, the, the Hawks also lost Hunter in that series. So, it cancels... It out. So again, against the Sixers, no asterisk. Ngayon against the Bucks, dito lang ako medyo, you know, nagdalawang ESEP because, you know, the, the Nets should have been di- this team and we won't be choosing the Hawks against the Nets. So that's just my tiny, tiny asterisk point, Dan. um I'm thankful that you were just quiet. For my whole <laughs> whole speech. <laughs> All right. So before we get out of here, um we're we're talking local hoops. Gilas is back. So Tan, I'm gonna pass the mic to you now. Go ahead.
1: I absolutely loved every minute of the Clark bubble. Um there was a day I did not stop watching basketball from 8 a.m. until six. Amazing. But I think what the Gilas boys are doing right now is something that we should all look out for. They're sacrificing a lot. Tab Baldwin is just an amazing coach. Honestly, I'll just go out and say it. He's probably the greatest Gilas coach ever. Um, I know that's going to upset no a lot arguments. of people. I'm I not mean, Trot brought us to a <laughs> silver finish, but you know got to keep my hands off of that. But the 3-0 finish, the 3-0 sweep in Clark Bubble, say it's home court advantage, whatever. They all want it. Um, Say it's a lucky shot. No, I think that's timely shot. If it's lucky, okay, cool. But we won. Um, Of course, there was a minor setback. I think we should have defeated uh, the Indonesia team a little Faster, not in the second half. But these players are all doing great. They all have bright futures. Kai Soto, he's playing really, really, well for us. He actually gave us the spark we needed in the first Korea game along uh, alongside RJ Abariantos. And my God, bro. I can't wait for these guys to actually play in UAP or play overseas. I just want to see them grow so much. Mm-hmm. RJ Abariantos is... Kind of underrated for me. Um, but of course, SJ saved us all. And that sh- with that shot, fuck. he sh- <laughs> Angelo, imagine that's something you just dream of shooting a last second shot to bring the Philippines one step closer to the Olympics. Right? That's something you mm-hmm. just dream about. And Ansh exactly. Kwame is proving everybody wrong, saying, why are you naturalizing Ansh Kwame wasn't played? that much of international basketball or doesn't have much experience, but he's proving everybody wrong. That's crazy. Uh, Dwight Ramos. I'm not even going to talk about Dwight Ramos, bro. He's he's Dwight. You know what? He's a PBA caliber player and I do believe he can reach higher leagues than the PBA. And that's That's a
0: PBA. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's no cap, bro. Don't even go to the UAAP anymore. Or... You know that's what Yeng Giao was saying prior to the Clark bubble that this guy was too good to be playing in the UAAP and I agree. I think uh he's just going to have a fun time in the UAAP if 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 he ever decides to play there. I mean Hola. Wala. wala I can't think of anybody who's going to defend him in the UAAP. Alaren. Sure ball panalo ng Ateneo tatak mo na sa bato. <laughs> Tattoo mo na sa akin. Panalo Ateneo pag naglaro si Dwight Ramos. Okay. But yeah. Carl Tamayo was also playing well. Sad to see that he got injured um, against Indonesia. But wow. Kagaya ano ano sinabi nung UP alumni, I forgot who. Huwag ka nang sa iba. And I totally agree. Um nga pala, shout out to Coach Bow. Bo. Poe who recently lost his mother. We send our condolences, but who's going to be replacing you as UP head coach? Is it going to be... Uh, I'm getting sidetracked, Angelo. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Who do you think are the notable players for the Clark bubble in this Gilas rebirth?
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So I'll, I'll be honest too, Tan. I'll come out with a disclaimer first. Um, I. Barely watched the What The fuck?
1: What the fuck?
0: <laughs> uh. So yeah, I just watched one game, and the first game against Korea, and I barely watched that too. But uh, as you said, I was timely. Also, I watched the fourth quarter. I, I mm-hmm. like. I watched like um maybe a little bit of the first half, and then a little bit also of the second half. So yeah. Um. I th- uh, my takeaways. All right, I-, I I watched that barely, but my takeaways for that game first. I was I was shocked by the by the first the starting five that Tab uh, Baldwin put out there. Like, wow, that's a big lineup. Uh, so mm-hmm. I just I just researched it. I put it. I pulled it up just right right now. So he started off with Navarro, Dwight Ramos, Belong Balti Baltazar, and Kwame. And I was I was floored. Like wow, that that's like maybe the biggest Gilas lineup <laughs> yeah. we've ever had, right? I mean Siniung Dosmodito, Dwight Ramos, who's like what, six what's his height? Four, time? I think. Six, six,
1: six four? four? I think so. D'va? I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure.
0: Yeah, so I, I was. Baldy
1: at three, at mm, three bro. Wow! I,
0: yeah, that that was really my biggest takeaway for, from that game. Like, wow! Well, if this is the future of Philippine basketball, um, we're if in we're for a treat. this tall, right? <laughs> we're 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 in for really a treat, a nice treat. Then yeah, we were down in that game. I I thought, I thought we were gonna lose. Honestly, so I went back to work. Honestly, when when Philippines was down, like how how much how many points were they down? Tan, you we were down
1: uh, seventeen in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, seventeen Maybe, in the
0: first quarter. We got it down so... to fourteen
1: in the second mm. or thirteen.
0: But I guess that was just rust, um, given that these boys were not really, you know, playing a lot competitively mm-hmm. before this game. But I was really impressed with this run by. Uh, the Gila Squad, this young Gila Squad in the Clark Bubble, as you said, sweeping, um, beating Korea twice, um, and this is their first like stint as a, as a group. That's really impressive. Um, I agree, Coach Tab, give give him all of the credit. Like, this is a Coach Tab Baldwin team. And to answer your question, notable players for me, I think. It's top to bottom, (laughs) right? Top to bottom, like the full lineup. But I'm I'm really excited for... Yeah, first, I'm really excited for the guys that we haven't seen play in the UAP college ranks or in any other professional league, like guys like Abarrientos or Mm. Carl Tamayo. Lopez. Yeah, those guys. I'm impressed with those young guys. And I'm also impressed by how um how improved our you know our our players like Balti Baltazar, um Belanghel. I I didn't, you know, I didn't see I didn't expect these types of improvement for from those two guys. Also Dwight Ramos, who we haven't seen um, play yet in the UAP so like really from top to bottom Kai Soto uh, you can name all those guys I'm really impressed mm-hmm. all of them are notable players for me what about you Tan?
1: Um, I agree with everything man honestly everybody play their hearts out and uh, I just wish them the best even though it's gonna be a tough task for them in Serbia if I'm not mistaken we're all gonna be rooting for you for sure thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a hell of a team right and i'm I'm also excited for that uh for the next steps for these for this gilas team so yeah um game one of the hawks versus Bucks is on thursday morning philippine time so we're also excited for that series and Ladies and gents, thank you for listening and we out. How do we know what that means? No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not It gets broke. the people going.